Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create your dream business so you can live the dream lifestyle that you want and deserve. Yes, success is not only possible, you deserve success. And now, welcome the dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Those are great things in anybody's business. I am Jim Palmer, your host, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I am talking a little fast because I want to squeeze a lot in here. I'm really excited about my guest, Jeff Leo Herman. He is a uh, a web marketing specialist, but that is like a just an umbrella catch-all. Let me briefly introduce Jeff, and we'll bring him right on. Jeff is a champion B2B sales and marketing alignment. His passion lies in the development of strategies to leverage content, technology, and data to accelerate sales and realize extraordinary growth. Jeff brings a wealth of knowledge and resources to sales executives and CMOs due to his in-depth understanding of the dynamics of their relationship. His passion is well-founded following his 15-year career at the Nielsen Company, helping Fortune 50 brands in the development of audience measurement and advertising effectiveness for emerging digital platforms. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jim. How are you today? I'm I'm excellent. I got to let my audience know you and I just I'm I'm on one of these back to back, so I didn't have a huge time to chat with you pre. But in the two minutes, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to have you back because there's you, you said so much. I, I'm a branding guy too, and uh, you were just rattling off these phrases. So so let's dive right in, and then maybe in a, a couple months I can get you back on, and we'll we'll continue the conversation. That's great, Jim. That's great. You know, um, so Jeff, I was reading about um, you know social. Um, you know, you said something, scaling your relationships, scaling your revenue. Um, talk a little, you know, here here I am being the excited one who wants to learn. Let me go to the first question I usually ask. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get to become an entrepreneur? I mean, obviously, 15 years with the Nielsen Company, that's, that must have been pretty uh, exciting and, and quite an education. When did you go out on your own? Yeah, that's great, Jim. I So I've uh, I grew up as an intrapreneur. And realized I loved it so much I had to become an entrepreneur. And so, uh, you know, rolled right out of college into the Nielsen Company, had an awesome experience, global organization, really great, smart people I worked with. I, I got to, I lived on the bleeding edge of, of uh, digital media technology development. So to the extent that Nielsen's core business is measuring market share for consumer products and measuring TV ratings, I started off as a TV ratings uh, person and jumped straight into back in the early part of the 2000s. How do we measure the internet? How do we measure video games? How do we measure mobile media? And that grounding of data and that grounding of research and seeing, you know, these new technologies develop and take hold gave me such a respect for the power that individuals have today. Right? Any any single person with passion, commitment. And an iPhone 6 Plus can build a global audience. So instead of working with the Foxes and the Disneys of the world, who I love and I have great respect for, I took my passions to, uh, you know, straight into a digital marketing firm working with enterprise um, scale-seeking sales leaders and CMOs. Wow, that's awesome. You mentioned a term social selling when we jumped on because I saw in your uh, bio social selling and also, um, you know, video. You're, you're a big guy with video. So where do you want to start? Do you want to um, talk about social selling and, and maybe explain a little bit of that? Sure, sure. Social selling, it's, a, it's actually a movement. So 
in the spirit that social media, you know, we're, it's it's north of, you know, go, we're going on the 10-year anniversary. I know Facebook just had their develop, developers conference yesterday, which I, you know, tuned into a little bit of the Zuckerberg spiel to hear um, how that company is continuing to innovate. But social selling is the next evolution on how individuals, um, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, sales leaders can really use all the tools at their disposal, all of the social media tools to build. It's really about scaling your relationships. So how do you use tools like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, uh, for, for the younger set, Instagram and Snapchat, how to use those tools to connect at a more meaningful level and have relevant conversations. And, and that's one of the keys to social selling is you listen and learn. And listen in the sense that you're observing and monitoring your prospect or customer's social media activity. Uh, and, and look, the, the thing we're all familiar with and the thing we all do, I hope we all do, at a minimum, if you're about to jump on a call or you're about to go into a client meeting, you check out their LinkedIn profile. Where do they go to school? What are their interests? What's their current situation? What have they shared? And use that information um, to really frame a more relevant approach um, to, to connecting with them. And, and uh, you know, effectively, that just that allows you to fast track to, to the relationship to some extent. But you know, social selling is a dynamic space, and, and I, I think I mentioned this before. LinkedIn is really the big company behind the movement, but there are so many facets to social selling. And, and over the course of time, um, you know, I've even developed a social selling maturity curve, realizing that we're all not uh, advanced users of various social media tools. And so I have a four-step process or a four-step maturity curve to help, you know, help a lot of our um, customers get up the curve and really get to that point where they're, building authority for their space, and they've transformed themselves into a thought leader simply because, you know, they have knowledge and expertise to share, and they can use these tools at their disposal to do so. That's pretty interesting. You know, um, you, you mentioned, or, or I read it on the bio, um, I saw the word curator. I, I've, I've been seeing that a lot lately. I think, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm interested in your opinion, but a couple of years ago it was like you just had to be like a content creator, just continue to create tons and tons of content. Now I think there's a, almost somewhat of a shift. Well, m maybe this has to do with your maturity curve, um, Jeff, as, as you get to be more of a thought leader. But is, do you think it's more important at that point to be the curator, which means you're the people go to you not necessarily because you write or produce all the content, but they go to you because you're the source of it all. Like you check this out, check that out, and combined with some of your own stuff. So let me frame my question: Is it more important to be a creator or a curator? And, and maybe it's different depending where you are on the curve, I guess. Yeah, and, and it's actually both. And, and the good news is they're they're highly aligned; they go hand in hand. And, and I can – the social selling maturity curve, there, it's, it's really simple. It's four levels. It's observer, participant, curator, and creator. And the whole idea is the, the farther you go, you go up the path, the more you are providing valuable insights um, about your industry to your customers. And the ultimate goal is to become a creator of that. So, so I, you know, I agree that curation – I have at level three, and creation is at level four. And and so many people are it, – it's daunting. It's a daunting task to write a blog post. It's a daunting task to shoot a video. you know. And so many people get down on themselves like, what do I have to share? Well, guess what? If you wake up every day and you work in your space, 
you have a lot to share and you have a unique perspective to share. So to the extent of if someone's not into the notion of creating original content, um, they certainly can be a great aggregator of breaking news, breaking insights, important information, and just, and just be that filter, um, be that filter for their prospects and customers, and, and take the role of teacher and curator and, and be known for the person that is, sends out the cool five bullet Friday newsletter, you know, which I'm you know, stealing that from Tim Ferriss, but <coughs> to, excuse me, to the extent mm -hmm. that you can just sim simplify it and be the resource, you'll, you'll really build that relationship. So the observer is somebody who's obviously checking things out, being part of groups or, you know, forums that are relevant, you know, where, where uh, relationships might lie that would be beneficial, obviously, to their business. And then participate, I'm guessing, do you mean like uh, just participating in the back-and-forth conversation on, on questions or things like that? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, exactly, Jim. The, so the, of the four levels, so why, why social selling in the first place? Uh, in the sales profession, you know, especially over the past 10 years, there have, there's been way too much focus on volumetric prospecting models, meaning I'm going to send 100 emails a day and hopefully 10 people open them and hopefully one person responds back. And that, you know, conversion rate is, is, is pretty standard. And that, that's almost that, <coughs> pardon me again, that volumetric approach is dead, right? So there, there's so much email flying that what can you do to be more valuable to your prospects and customers? And so social selling is really about getting away from that volumetric prospect, prospecting approach and just using, choosing more relevant language and, and addressing them on a re, in a relevant manner based upon the buyer's journey. And so if you're observing in social selling, you're simply like monitoring everything and using that information to your advantage, but you're really not um, giving back, right? You're not adding value. You're just taking and observing and seeing what prospects are saying on Twitter, for example, and then using that information to your advantage. The next level is participant, in which you are, you know, dialoguing in that stream. So if someone, if a customer sends out a tweet, I'm looking for, you know, a new way to, um, you know, tune up my, optimize my process, you can dialogue and respond and, and refer them to somebody that can do it or, or you know, say that I'd be happy to help you yourself. So that participant is, is where you're in that two-way dialogue, and that's oftentimes where LinkedIn, once again, is pushing, who's kind of behind this social selling movement, stops because they just want you to dialogue and engage on their social platform. The next levels are the space, you know, we live in, are you are you curating and are you creating? And then those that ultimately leads to building authority because if you're seen as the go-to resource, you're an authority. People want to do business with you. You've built up trust and credibility. It it just you know then it expands exponentially. That's awesome. You know I saw where you were a, a presenter at the LinkedIn uh, sales um, convention last year in Las Vegas. That must have mm -hmm. been a pretty big event, huh? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah, it was a blast. Unfortunately, I, I went on the last day, so I didn't have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the last day is a drag, man. A bunch of people yeah. leave. Yeah. Um, 
So what yeah. what did you speak about there? Because LinkedIn, you know, in my opinion, is real. I mean, gosh, it's it's. I think it's growing exponentially in in the, and it seems to be rebranding itself also, right? I mean, mm-hmm. five years ago, LinkedIn. If you said LinkedIn, woke somebody up in the middle of the night. LinkedIn. Oh, it's my resume site, right? But now, right. I mean, with the with the news feed and posting longer uh, articles and things like that, it's really taking on a little bit more of kind of the Facebook news feed feel to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they're really positioning themselves as as the place for um, business content, and they're really they're really taking a, a strong position around um, content development and learning, right? And giving giving every individual member, as they call them, the ability to express themselves and, and just profile themselves and put put forward the best light and, and establish those connections. What do you think about? Um do you have any insight about where LinkedIn's going in, in the rest of 2016 or 2017? Are there any big things happening that you want to share? Well, I think, um, you know, it's interesting. LinkedIn is, is I, I would call it the second tier. It, it's a strong social network for the business community. It's It's got great reach. I, I have the five R's of social selling, and one of those is reach. And LinkedIn has such a great reach because at a minimum – uh, your prospects and customers have a profile, right? At a minimum, they have a profile. And even that alone, the 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 lack of a profile, a thin profile, or a deep profile tells you something about that individual. So even if there's if – there's, I have a prospect at an enterprise organization, a global enterprise organization, who has a very thin LinkedIn profile, literally name, title, job, date, Job date, job date, and and that tells me something. Like, well, they must not be big believers in the value of connecting and building relationships at scale using the tools at our disposal. So I know their mind frame, their mindset when I go in to talk to them. So I'm I'm really going to speak from a more traditional standpoint. Where if I if I have a I had a, a prospect recently that the first line in her summary was I want to be shot off a, out of a cannon. Um, and I thought, wow, this is going to be a cool call because this person identified herself as such an awesome, unique person that I have to ask why in the world she wants to be shot out of a cannon. And I did ask, and it turned out her parents were in the circus, and that's how she grew up. And But guess what? We we jumped right in. We built an immediate rapport just by having that really cool conversation. So um, to your question, Jim, I'm sorry I'm um, sidetracking here. To your question, LinkedIn has made a lot of investments in their feed and messaging, and I think they really look to Facebook as far as right. the future development. So their long-form content, posting long, long-form content, content is, is a major strategic priority as far as giving you know, businesses the opportunity to express themselves. You know, they have HR solutions, sales solutions, where I primarily use that tool set. They have marketing solutions. But um, they, they, you know, I believe, and I, if I were driving a LinkedIn roadmap, I would say they have to get into video. And video, there's no more compelling and visceral way to break through and build a relationship than you can right. with video. And I personally use a lot of video, having a YouTube channel and going on Facebook Live quite a bit. And that's been so impactful to my business because um, effectively by having a YouTube channel, and I'm, Jim, I'm sure you can attest to this, people feel like they know you already. They, they oh my build gosh. that sense of, of your personality and, and everything. So, 
Yeah, so you know, I, I started doing video in July of 2009, and I have I have done weekly videos. Have never missed a week in almost six years. <laughs> and awesome. um, what's interesting is when Facebook uh, came along, and you could just upload a video right to Facebook. Which, by the way, I I think you should do, and not just post the YouTube link. Right, put your video right in the Facebook window there. Right. But LinkedIn doesn't have that. So if you want to share a video on your LinkedIn newsfeed, you have to put a YouTube link or something like that. Do you think they're eventually going to have that where you can upload a video and have it play right in, in LinkedIn? They have to. In fact, in fact, there was I was helping LinkedIn troubleshoot earlier this year because um, the current way to you know, up, you know, engage with video on LinkedIn is to embed a YouTube video, right? So you just share from YouTube into LinkedIn. Well, I've, I have I also produce videos on a consistent basis. I was sharing my videos every Friday for some reason, and it just kind of aligned with my personal schedule. I was posting a video, sharing it to LinkedIn, and more towards the afternoon. Well, it turned out YouTube embedded YouTube video on LinkedIn didn't work on the mobile app, and I got so much feedback saying this doesn't work. Um, Oh, we were all, and it makes we, you look bad. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. And me and several others that that uh, we we went after the product team, and they and they were really great about it, and they really took uh, immediate action. So the good news is, yes, um, you can embed YouTube videos. I embed them several ways, straight into the feed, and or I also open a pulse post, embed the video, and then add some text below to provide some context on on why to watch. Mm, that's pretty cool. So, um, well, let's talk about video real quick because I want to come back to LinkedIn. But so how, you're right, Jeff. You know, when I've I've added um, so many people to my coaching group via uh, videos, one of the common thing now I kind of switched up about um, 60 days ago. I, I used to do a program called Newsletter Guru TV. It was originally how I was known, and um, but they were you know my average video was seven to nine or ten minutes, and it's been that way since 2009. And what I figured is that from from the uh, analytics and whatnot, I could tell on average 1,500 views a week people were watching. And it was growing for a while, but over the last year and a half or so, it stayed at 1,500, so it's not growing. And what I surmise is that people don't have enough time. Newbies don't have enough time. People are just discovering me don't have enough time to watch a nine-minute video because mm-hmm. I would just jump on. I'd have a topic. I'd talk until I was done, and that was it. But So I had developed an audience for that, but I wasn't gaining. So I switched it over now. I'm, I'm actually doing um, – it's called Dream Business Coach TV, and they're two minutes or less. So um, right. I'll stand by for the results, but you know, I'm, I'm hoping to stay keep the audience I had and even grow some. Uh, you know, grow grow uh, some newbies to the uh, to the community. But I would hear things like because um, on my earlier thing, I used to jump off a dock. I'd say, "Yeah, boatload of smart marketing." And then I jump off the dock. People would actually say, "Oh man, that water must be cold." Well, actually, it was a green screen, but it looked pretty darn real. But you know that I I would hear things like that, and people I knew people were watching the videos. And it's really, if you do it consistently like you do, it, you know, people get to know who you are so mm-hmm. much more than the written word, even the audio, when they can see you and your inflection and, and just, I think video is so powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, honestly, it's the best way to scale your charisma, right? I, I, I have a rant about, you know, the heck with blogging. Sales leaders, I'm, I'm, you know, I grew up in sales and marketing. I'm both a sales and a marketer. I'm not a bad writer. It's just, it's tedious for me. 
and I instantly gravitate towards video and audio platforms. And to the extent that you can scale your charisma and people know what it's like to work with you, why would you not leverage your strengths and just and just go there and show your personality and, and share your knowledge and expertise? And, you know, I had a partner, a new partner I met last week out in Las Vegas. He We had a 30-minute phone call, and he said, geez, it was great talking to you, but I feel like I know you already because I, I've spent time on your videos, and you're perfectly consistent. So, you know, that mm-hmm. authenticity really matters, and that, and that, you know, the rapport you build is so much more so much quicker you can build rapport just by you know build putting out that uh putting out that content what do you what do you say because i most of the people know my my opinions on video what what do you say if somebody wants to just get started you know they they want to be known as a thought leader you know they want to be known as somebody you know the go-to resource and realize that takes time um right. if somebody was just getting started with video today what do you think as far as consistency and length and things like that yeah that's a that's such a great question, Jim. And in fact, when I you mentioned the LinkedIn Sales Connect conference I presented at last fall, my topic was literally called Seven Steps to Transform from a Sales Leader to a Thought Leader," and the thrust of that is using video and audio platforms. And so I do. It's available on on my YouTube channel or or um, on my LinkedIn profile. But but I would absolutely say step one is just get started. Right, people want to know what you think and and everyone here all of your audience we all have unique perspectives we all have you you know interesting insights and points of view to share so i mean i can budget through those seven steps real quick it's it's goal setting yeah it's literally first you set a goal and and it can be the smallest goal of of stating that i'm going to grow x percent next year or this product line or just literally build an audience like i want to build an audience of 100 new relationships and that's the goal what's really critical is a what i call a content marketing mission statement so i'm leaning into more of my marketer um, my marketing putting my marketing hat on content marketing mission statement is who's the target what's delivered and the outcome for the audience and that that and john lee dumas you know the famous podcaster he calls it the avatar right so who is that single person you have in your mind and how all the content you create really should resonate with that individual because if you're targeting everyone, you're targeting no one. And so you really right. just as hard as it is, pick one profile and go for it and stick to it. The third step is is build an editorial calendar. Stick to an editorial theme. Pick a topic and, and for example, the topic I stick to is video publishing, video social selling, I hammer that topic left, right, up, down, all the angles around it, and, and just you become known for that topic, and, and that consistency, as is, is you can attest to, really helps. And, and I, you know, I've watched several of your videos, Jim, and, and you have that really consistent theme that you hit time and time again, and that resonates. And, and the, na- the human nature is you just become comfortable and you come to expect things, and, and um, it really helps, you know, once again, um, Focus your efforts and build that relationship. Uh, the fourth step is develop your content and pick your assets and channels. And when I say asset, meaning pick video and pick your channel, most likely YouTube. And, and a YouTube channel is easy to do, but it's a commitment. As you know, you've been hammering it for years on a consistent basis, and that's that's one of the most important things you can do is, is be consistent. But even to these days, you have – 
platforms like Instagram and Snapchat, and even Twitter has video. And I'm I'm using a lot of video on Twitter now. It's 30 seconds, right? So it's these are little sound bites, little nuggets. They're little ways they disappear into the timeline, which can be actually good for you if you're not comfortable with doing video yet. Do these snaps, you know, which disappear in 24 hours, or Twitter video little snippets, um, just to build up some time in front of the camera. Uh, and, and these are all, each of these steps I could spend half an hour individually on. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a quick question on the Twitter, Jeff. So it's a 30-second <laughs> limit. That's a Twitter rule, I'm guessing. So do you do you upload it on your news feed, or do you link to a 30-second video that's on YouTube in Twitter? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, in many cases, I'm doing native Twitter video where I literally go in and I click the little, the little, up, the little um, update box, and right. up, you know, it presents you with um, you know, the various imagery of location and camera. I hit the camera button. There's, a lot, there's literally a video button. You hold that down, and it records. You have 30 seconds to record your video. And then it literally, then you just type your text in, as you would in a normal tweet, hit done, and it sends. And so that... So you're recording live. You're not uploading a, a pre-recorded video. Right. Well, so then I also do that. So anytime, to, anytime I post a new video to my YouTube channel, I then share that directly to Twitter as well gotcha. with the appropriate hashtags around social selling, content marketing, and video publishing. Oh my goodness! You know, I'm, I'm I'm mindful of the clock here. That thing dictates all. I'm I'm definitely going to have to have you back, Jeff. Because first of all, we didn't finish those seven steps, but um, you and I could probably talk easily for another half hour. So can uh, can my team reach out to you in a, maybe uh, like 60 days? We'll get you back on. I'd love to, Jim. I'd love to. It's my favorite topic. Awesome. I'm just so passionate about this topic. I can tell. That's why we're having a good old conversation. How can people uh, connect with you and, and learn more about what you're doing? And, and by the way, last thing, make sure you trademark Scale Your Charisma. I freaking love that. That's awesome. Okay. That should I be will. a book title. That, the next, that's the next thing I'll do. That's the next thing I'll do. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, most likely, I'm, the platform where I live day-to-day -day is LinkedIn, and I'm, I'm rolling with the Jeff Leo Herman, two R's and two N's, H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N. -N. Uh, something for search purposes, it just helps. So Jeff Leo Herman on LinkedIn, and I, I also have a podcast called Publish or Perish, Selling in the Age of Content Marketing. And that's, that's oh, available on wow. iTunes. And my website is called publishorperish.fm, as in Frank Mary. Very good. Jeff, thanks a lot. We're, we're going to definitely stay connected. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, it was really great talking to you today. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with Jeff Leo Herman. Remember, Stick Like Glue Radio is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more. And refer more. I am your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed, as always, to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Watch for another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. And until then, keep taking action. Keep moving forward and don't ever, ever, don't ever give up. Now go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, For everybody. more information and free resources on how to create your dream business, connect with Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, at www.getjimpalmer.com. And be sure to check out Dream Business Coach TV, powerful two-minute videos filled with Jim's unique smart marketing and business-building advice. See them all at www.dreambizcoach.tv. That's www.dreambizcoachtv. 
See you next week for more Stick Like Glue Radio. And remember, success is not only possible, you deserve success.